Welcome to The Investigation. I'm Senior Executive Producer Chris Flasto. I'm joined here by Tom Yamas, Chief National Affairs Correspondent, and Matt Mosk, Senior Investigative Reporter. We're going to do something different today. For almost every episode we've done, we have focused primarily on Donald Trump and the Mueller investigation and the congressional investigations into Donald Trump. But as the election season begins, we are now going to start to investigate and look into the records of all the presidential candidates, and there are a lot of them. Obviously, the man in front of all the polls is Joe Biden, and Tom Yamas and Matt Mosk have spent the last few months investigating him. And one of the things that has come up and risen to the top is his son Hunter Biden's business dealings while he was vice president. And now let's listen to Tom Yamas's piece that aired on Good Morning America. Mr. Vice President, Tom Yamas with ABC News. How you doing? Got a quick question for you. It's a question we tried to ask repeatedly. Can, can, can we ask you about Ukraine and China? But kept getting blocked. Questions about foreign deals his son Hunter Biden pursued. My father, Joe Biden. In countries where Joe Biden was working as America's top diplomat. In 2014, Ukrainians, sick of corruption, revolted. Vice President Joe Biden went to Kiev to help the new government. You have to fight the cancer of corruption. But then something strange happened. Just three weeks later, a Ukrainian natural gas company, Burisma, accused of corruption, appoints Hunter Biden, seen here in their promotional videos, to their board of directors, paying his firm more than a million dollars a year. Hunter, a lawyer who had just been discharged from the Navy Reserves for testing positive for cocaine. Mr. Hunter Biden. He had served on other boards, but had no known experience in Ukraine or natural gas. We went to Kiev and found even among Joe Biden's supporters in Ukraine, Hunter's hiring was troubling. How do you judge what Hunter Biden was doing? I think that Hunter Biden did a very bad thing and he was very wrong. He allowed his name to be abused. And Ukraine wasn't the only country where Hunter Biden's business and his father's diplomacy as vice president intersected. It also happened in China. This video shows Chinese diplomats greeting Vice President Biden as he arrived in Beijing in December of 2013. Right by his side, his son Hunter. Less than two weeks later, Hunter's firm had new business, creating an investment fund in China involving the government-controlled Bank of China. With reports, they hope to raise $1.5 billion. Hunter still plays a role in the fund. His lawyer says his stake is worth about half a million dollars. Both Hunter and his lawyers say he never discussed any of his overseas work with his father. But even a critic of the current president and his children's business dealings says this. He should have encouraged his son to not take these positions. Biden's campaign team told us that the vice president acted at all times in a manner consistent with well-established executive branch ethics standards. One person who did not want to talk about it, Joe Biden. Mr. Vice President, what's your take on that? Was there a conflict of interest there? Was there a clear conflict of interest? 
Now, in response to our questions, the Biden campaign for the first time is announcing if he's elected, he will invoke a new ethics policy on his first day in office that would empower White House lawyers to monitor for any types of conflicts of interest. Now, Hunter Biden did not want to comment on camera. He says he was brought into Burisma, that Ukrainian company that was facing the corruption charges, to help with its transparency and corporate responsibility. So far, no charges have been brought against Burisma so far. But these questions aren't going to go away. So in the meantime, is he still on the board for that company in Ukraine? It's a good question, David. So the same month Joe Biden announces he's going to run for president, Hunter Biden tells us his term on the board expired. He says in the current political climate, he's decided not to renew. Well, Tom, that's that's a hell of a story. And obviously, you guys have been working hard on it. Let's break it down, though, a little bit. I mean, obviously, as as the ethics advisor says, this appears to be a conflict of interest. No, is that the major problem? It is. It's a question of conflict of interest. And this is something Republicans, including the president, have hammered Joe Biden on. But Chris, this is something Joe Biden's been dealing with since 2014, when Hunter was first appointed. He's been answering these questions. It's bubbled up now because he's running for president. And also because it is fair game with President Trump, because President Trump has been criticized. There are allegations if his kids have been able to benefit off his name, the family name, while he's in the White House. There's the Trump Hotel, which we've investigated, which a lot of news outlets have investigated. So it is fair game right now. And Joe Biden, for whatever reasons, he didn't want to answer our questions when we tried to ask him about this. In the past, he has said his son, in relation to this, never told him anything and is a man of the highest integrity. He also says there has never been, the the phrase he uses, there's never been any reporting to show that there was any evidence that he knew about this or he did anything wrong. People in Ukraine that we spoke to, and we spoke to Joe Biden supporters who were both anti-corruption activists and members of parliament who were well-versed on what happened. They said, listen, Joe Biden was doing a good job. He did a good job for Ukraine. What Hunter Biden did was clearly wrong. You heard that in our story. And and that's what we got from more than one person. And and that was the consensus we got. Now, what they also told us that in Ukraine, this is business as usual. Companies that are in trouble, companies that, that, that are feeling the pressure, hire big names. And the people we spoke to say the only reason why they think Burisma appointed Hunter Biden was because his last name was Biden. Not to mention it was Hunter Biden's firm. I mean, the amount of money Hunter Biden's firm was paid was over a million dollars a year. Right? From the bank records we obtained... And the time period we saw, it was more than a million dollars a year the firm was getting paid. Which is a significant amount of money for a board position. For board positions, correct. The bottom line of the story, it looks like a conflict of interest. There is an appearance of a conflict of interest, not only from people who study this, like the watchdog from Public Citizen, but also from people in Ukraine, people who support Joe Biden. We went down there to Kiev and we spoke with a member of parliament, an anti-corruption activist, and they both told us the same thing. Joe Biden did good work here. He was helping out Ukraine. What Hunter Biden did was not a good thing. And and they point to his lack of experience in Ukraine, no work whatsoever in natural gas, and the company that he went to work for was being investigated for corruption, including money laundering. Now, no charges were ever brought against Burisma, but it just didn't look right. And they make that point in our story. But, you know, there's another allegation that actually Rudy Giuliani and and others in the conservative media have brought up is that the fact that the prosecutor who was investigating the corruption in Ukraine, Joe Biden got the Ukrainian government to fire him. This is a bit of a more complicated issue. And we'll lay out the facts and what we found and what what our reporting is. So Burisma is under investigation at this time. There is a general prosecutor who is overseeing these investigations. 
That person leaves. A new general prosecutor comes in who had been there for a few months and takes over while these investigations are ongoing. That person's name is Viktor Shokin. He was the general prosecutor at the time during this time of transition in Ukraine with the new government and while Joe Biden is working with Ukraine. Now, anti-corruption activists and the members of parliament that we spoke to tell us that that guy, Viktor Shokin, was not doing his job, that he was not pushing forward these investigations. He was not doing things right and he needed to go. So they started an effort to get rid of him. He eventually steps down. The problem is Shokin tells us that at the time, the president of Ukraine tells him, Joe Biden is telling me you need to go. This is what Shokin tells us. He says, Biden's putting pressure on me that you need to go. Fast forward years later, Joe Biden's giving a speech about his time in Ukraine. Now look, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Now, Shokin, because he doesn't speak English, was offended because he thinks that Biden was calling him a son of a bitch. I had to explain to him that that, that, that was not the case. But Shokin still believes that the only reason why he got fired is because Joe Biden's son is Hunter Biden, and Hunter Biden was working for Burisma. Now, I asked him, I said, listen, you're a lawyer. That's a big charge. Do you have any evidence? He goes, I have no evidence, but if I was allowed to stay in my job, I bet you I would have found that out. But wouldn't, I mean, Joe Biden is obviously proud of the fact that he got rid of that prosecutor. So doesn't it suggest, though, that he was doing it to just weed out corruption in Ukraine? And and actually, why would he be bragging about something to protect his son that could essentially be corrupt? You're 100% right. And there's no evidence to the contrary, except what Victor Shokin believes and what the conflict of interest is, is that Okay, there's this company being investigated by the general prosecutor. Now, now whether he's moving the investigations or not, Hunter Biden is on that board and he's appointed while these investigations are happening. And right after Joe Biden goes to Kiev, promising to help root out corruption. And at the very least, you would think that Hunter Biden would say, hey, dad, I'm taking a job uh, in Ukraine and I'm going to be paid a million dollars or the company I work for is going to be paid a million dollars per year. I mean, you would think that conversation would happen. I mean, I think one of the things that makes that uh, issue so critical is the timing and the timing of Hunter taking the board seat coincides with the time when Vice President Biden takes over a, a diplomacy in Ukraine. He, become, he becomes directly involved and travels to Ukraine repeatedly to work on the issue. So the fact that those are happening at the ta- same time, I think, is what lends uh, some credence to the, 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 the argument that there's a perception problem here. Well, and, and not only that, I mean, they're a close family. So this idea that Biden wouldn't know I mean, did the Biden uh, campaign or the Biden people say he never knew or do they not answer that question? The, 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 the reporting that's out there and, and what Biden himself has said is that he, he did not know about this. They were made aware of it after press reports came out, because once Hunter joins the board, it is reported on it, almost in real time. I mean, it comes out. Actually, our Jonathan Carl asked Jay Carney during the Obama presidency. Hey, what's this deal with Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden has not taken a position with the largest oil and gas company, holding company in Ukraine. Is there any concern about at least the appearance of a, uh, of a conflict there? As I saw those reports, you know, Hunter Biden and other uh, members of the Biden family are obviously private citizens, and uh, 
where they work is not uh, does not reflect an endorsement by the administration uh, or by the vice president or president, but I would refer you to the vice president's office. It was later reported that Joe Biden didn't, did not violate any White House ethics at the time. Um, look, every family's different. You know, we don't know if, if Hunter Biden's doing these deals. He's aware his dad's vice president. He knows what the rules are. Does he not say anything? Does he give his dad a heads up? We don't know. Joe Biden is saying he had no idea. Right. So even though Hunter wouldn't talk to us, the one thing that we did get from him is a statement in which he says that narrative, the one that Tom is just describing, that's he says that's been developed by the right wing political apparatus and it's demonstrably false. And he says the distortions of the of reality will not distract my father. So that's that's what he's saying. But we got very little back from uh, Hunter or from the Biden campaign on this. And as you heard at the top of his piece. They uh, the the candidate did not want to talk to Tom about it. Well, and that seemed to me like bad strategy if I'm running a campaign of Joe Biden. I mean, you kind of need to address this is not going to go away for the long haul. He he didn't answer your questions for this, but but people are going to keep asking it. And actually, and it could even come up in the debate. I would think next week we, we made the pitch to the campaign and, and they make their own decisions. We told them we'd give them a fair shake. We asked to sit down with them several times. We wanted to do the interview on camera and they, they decided they didn't want to go that route. So we, we wanted to ask the questions ourselves. And honestly, in those moments when Tom approached him out on the trail, I expected that the candidate would come over and speak to Tom. It's just very hard to imagine you can run a presidential campaign under glass and behind closed doors. The other part of our piece is about China and Joe Biden. And there was video showing Vice President Joe Biden walking off the plane in China. Hunter traveled to China in December 2013 on Air Force Two with his father. Uh, Now, his uh, uh, people have told us that that trip, he was accompanying his daughter, the vice president's granddaughter, essentially on a tourist trip. Again, the issue here has to do with timing. In December 2013, at that exact time, a firm that Hunter was involved with was forging this investment fund that involved Chinese state uh, entities, uh, and uh, it was a sort of an unusual fund. They were hoping to raise more than a billion dollars for this fund, according to reports at that time. And so the fact that these two things were happening at the same time, again, to the ethics people that we spoke to, raised a lot of questions. And, and Matt, it's just there's an optics thing. If you're going to be with your father traveling on Air Force Two to Beijing, would, would, would you take that trip knowing you, you were thinking about business or if you were going to have business? It's a fair question to ask. Their answer to this was essentially the same as the answer we got to uh, the questions we had about the Ukraine business, which is that Hunter Biden is a private citizen. He did not discuss these business dealings with his father, uh, that the trip to China was not taken for the purpose of business. It was taken to accompany his daughter, uh, the vice president's granddaughter, and that there was separation throughout. What that doesn't resolve is the perception issue that's been driving this question really from the start. Well, also, Tom, don't you think, though, politically, if if Joe Biden becomes the nominee for the Democratic Party, I mean, a big line of attack of President Trump is him profiteering off his presidency. There's even emoluments uh, trials going on. His kids are constantly accused of, of using the name. Is, does this prevent Joe Biden from making this an issue? What you have to understand about President Trump, and we saw this in the campaign trail, 
that President Trump, whatever he sniffs out, he's going to blow up and make it a huge campaign issue. The National Enquirer reports that Ted Cruz's father somehow connected in the JFK assassination. We got Rafael Cruz's comment on camera. Ted Cruz screaming into the camera, so upset at the president, saying how crazy this was. The president openly speaking about it in interviews. So you have something here where there are legitimate questions. You have to think for sure he's going to bring this up. He may move on from it. We don't know. But you're right. It needs to be tackled head on. And we'll see if it comes up as the campaign goes on. Well, I'm asking something different, though. I'm saying that it prevents Joe Biden from attacking Trump. With his conflict of interest. But he right? says he's done nothing wrong. I know what you're saying. But but the vice president says he's never done anything wrong. But you're right. If he's in a debate and he brings it up, you, you know where the president's going to go. You, you, you know how the story ends. You know the next play. Right. Well, that's exactly right. And I think what, what you're saying is correct, Chris, which is that if uh, Joe Biden attempts to attack President Trump on, you know, potential conflicts of interest involving their family business, this is a counterattack that's ready and waiting. On the flip side, this is sort of like what President Trump did when he's a candidate. You wait out the news cycle, you know, something else will happen and, and the media moves on. And today, Joe Biden's dealing with three different stories. He's dealing with the issue about segregation and his comments and refusing to apologize. He's dealing with our story. And there's also sort of sort of whispers and Politico and others have, have reported on this about problems with his staffers. His staffers are complaining. So he's dealing with these three issues. It's a busy news cycle. As you know, we were in Mueller world forever. We've moved on and, and we may move on from this. I, I don't know. So they may be playing that card, too. Although, in my experience of these type of financial stories, especially about the children, never go away. And, and there's been a long history of this. And this is not the first uh, conflict of interest case. I'm almost every candidate and almost every president. I mean, from Bill Clinton with his br- half-brother, Roger, with um, uh, Tony Rodham, Tony, who passed away. Tony recently. Rodham. Uh, all, uh, this has been an issue. And, and, and Neil Bush, too. There were, there was issues with oh, the Bush um, family, too. Exactly. So, I mean, obviously, so that's why. And they linger. And, and I think people don't like an extra advantage. And that's I, where that's where I think it's a problem for these. I no do matter think, what side of the aisle you're on. I think you're right. And I do think that it's it's strategically a mistake to hide from this issue, which is essentially what we were experiencing in the last few weeks as the campaign you know, did not want to. Uh, put the vice president out there. And we requested an interview with Hunter Biden, and he too declined to be interviewed. I think uh, the public is not, um, you know, easily fooled. I think that if Hunter Biden is well-meaning and that there was a a legitimate answer to why he was in businesses in these places, I think they'll believe him if he comes in and makes that case to the public. Thank you for joining us on this bonus episode of The Investigation. Please be sure to hit subscribe. I want to thank Eric Mallo and Trevor Hastings and Caitlin Fulmer. We will be back with you again next week on Tuesday.